0: in today's show we're looking ahead to monday in the nba some streaming options there as well and mickey bolton thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are locked on fantasy basketball your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the locked on podcast network Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at On fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has recovered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. We're here to look at Monday's action in the NBA. There are eight games on. We're going to talk about those games, um, some streaming options for Monday as well. I don't know whether... I I don't feel... I don't feel like I should play the Let's Get It On Gilly just because of what had happened with Warnie over the weekend. Um, But I I kind of miss it. Maybe I want to hear Warnie's voice. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's look at the first game of the day. It is the Hawks and the Pistons. DeAndre Hunter. He can occasionally score. He can't really do anything else. I want to see whether the last couple of games... The minutes are huge. 38, 37, 36, 35. Like they are huge, undeniably huge minutes. Right? And that's the last game even with John Collins back. Um, he hasn't been producing at that level or of the level that would be commensurate with those sort of minutes but there's been some occasional scoring bursts. I'm going to watch it. I'm not adding him. I'm not that interested in him, but I want to see how it looks. And then Johnny Collins played 25 minutes last game off the bench. I don't expect him to stay on the bench for very long, but how Collins impacts Gallinari, how it impacts Hunter, how it impacts Capella will be something very, very intriguing to watch and how that playing time gets distributed. Collins should be again, I think back at full strength, but he's only like a 30, 31 minute a night player in Atlanta. For Detroit, they are winning some games. At the moment. Shout out Dwayne Casey. They've won three out of their last four. And in fact, they've won four out of their last six. Is that right? Shit. Five out of the last seven. Sorry. My bad. That's pretty impressive. With two win, with a win over Boston, Cleveland, Charlotte, and Toronto. And the Pacers. The Pacers. that's not too much. But yeah, some big wins there. That's because Cade Cunningham, he's playing well. My name is Richie Cunningham. I reckon you're going to have to invest a fourth rounder in him next season. Maybe third. He's playing really well, and I just want to continue to watch his growth. There's going to be a stinker in here somewhere. Maybe it's this game, but he's been playing well. And Marvin Bagley scored really well last game. We know what Marvin Bagley does. But the minutes are seemingly going to be limited to low 20s. Makes sense, with Bay and Grant and Stewart all ahead of him. But in a points league, maybe he's a stream option. In a category league, I don't really feel it with bags all that much. The Bulls, they take on the Sixers. Last game, they started Nikola Vucevic and Tristan Thompson. I don't think it went particularly well. But that doesn't mean that Billy Donovan's going to go away from it. I hope that they don't continue to use that configuration. Again, it was dreadful in that game against the Bucks. Not really sure how it's going to go against the Sixers. At Thompson, you can throw out there, a guess, as a body on Embiid. But you don't want him and Vooch out there at the same time. Let's see if they decide to go down that route again. And annoy the shit out of me. Thompson, of course, is nowhere near a fantasy option. Ayo de Sunmu I think he's going to remain relevant through the fantasy playoffs because the end of his relevance is likely full-strength Lonzo Ball. And full-strength Lonzo Ball probably doesn't come until the 20th of March, 20 something of March, I guess. And that means De is going to keep his value. I think Javante Green's value is in the dunny. like That's cooked. But Dasunmu's is putting up pretty good numbers. But the Sixers, at some point, I 100% guarantee you this, at some point coming soon, Tyrese Maxey is going to have a stinking shooting night. He's been at like 60-plus percent or 50-plus percent for four straight games, one of those without Harden, and he will have a bad night. We don't want him to, but it will happen. So let's watch to see what his usage looks like. Even that game without Harden, he had like one assist or two assists, which was a little bit annoying. Um, let's see where his usage is. Let's see how the shooting maintains. Well, Matisse Leibold, again, I don't maintain that he's a 12-team league player. Minutes are down the last two, 17 and 22, as they play more Niang and a bit more green and Korkmaz. And if you're streaming for defensive that's then sure, Thibault's the guy. But as a must-roster player, I just don't buy it. Next game we look at is the Houston Rockets going to take on the Miami Heat. This is a back-to-back for Houston, so I'm not expecting Eric Gordon to play in this one. Dennis Schroeder is questionable for Sunday. We don't know if he plays Monday. With Gordon out, though, Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews will likely get a start, and hopefully that means they play Josh Christopher some minutes. If you are looking for points and threes, Matthews can provide that at times. Jalen Green has been really good lately. Minutes are up. Usage is up. Shooting numbers are way up. He's scoring well. He's adding some assists at times. He is, a, he is a must-roster player. And this is always the expectation we have with these sort of guards. And we talked about Green so much like that at the start of the year that don't be surprised if he has an Anthony Edwards second half of the season. He's not quite at Edwards' level, but it just takes these time, guys time to figure out. Now, he's been dreadful for four months. And not rosterable. If you were able to hold on to a guy that was outside the top 200 for four months in the hope that he gives you top 80 in fantasy playoffs, then good luck to you. But it's not the optimal strategy. But for now, yeah, here we are. The numbers are there. And this is a common thing for that type of player. For Miami, it's possible, it looks likely that Victor Oladipo will make his season debut. Debut? His debut. His debut. Um... I do I get with American pronunciations of things. I know that people, yeah, people shit on me for Australian pronunciations because I say debut. All right, it's his debut, and you go, "Ah, debut." Why would you say that? You gotta say debut. But if there's a word that's spelled D-U-E, and I guess this, I know this is a contradiction both ways. But Americans would say D-U-E as do. They wouldn't say do, but I would say do. If I I would say Tuesday, and you would say Tuesday, which would sound the same as t So why does for every other consonant followed by U. Americans just look at the U as an O. But on the word debut, you say it the way that I would say every other one, but I say it the other way around. Anyway, that's just the thought that came into my head. And now it's fucked with my brain. I don't know why I say certain things one way and not the others. And then you guys do the exact opposite, even though the rules of language would suggest that it should all be consistent. There you go. There's a nice little interlude. Anyway, Victor Oladipo is going to make his debut for the heat, it looks like. Where he fits in, I've got no bloody idea. But we might get an opportunity to see a little bit more out of Vic if Kyle Lowry doesn't play. Lowry has now missed four straight with personal issues. We know that he missed weeks last time. I wouldn't count on Kyle Lowry playing here, so I would keep streaming Gabe Vincent. But let's see where Oladipo fits into this role. And Tyler Hero shot, I think, 50% from the field for about four or five straight games, which is pretty amazing. Much like with Tyrese Maxey, I guarantee you, it is going to fall off. And he's going to have a stretch where he shoots 41 or 42%. He, can, he cannot maintain being a 55% shooter. So watch that and be ready for the drop, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. What I'm also trying to say is the Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Maybe Tyler Hero has just been jacking in the Built Bars and he's full of protein, but low in calories. And that's enabling those shots to go in. Maybe that's what you do. If you t- uh, have Built Bars, you're going to be shooting like Tyler Hero. Do you think that's possible? Probably not. But Built Bar is that protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And have you tried their puffs? protein-infused marshmallowy goodness covered, like all of their bars are, in 100% real chocolate. The flavors right across the range are amazing. The macros are fantastic. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. What a combination that is. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will save 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Next game, Blazers Wolves. Trendon Watford, has played well. The last two games, big minutes. I don't know whether that portends for him to continue to do that. It has helped that Justice Winslow is out or has been out. We don't know at this point whether Winslow's going to play in this game. Joshy Hart rested last game. He must have been super tired after not playing for the three days prior to that. But Winslow's going to basically have five days in a row. Hart's going to have five days in a row of not playing. So he should return. But I don't know whether Winslow plays. And that helps Watford if Winslow's out. He is looking maybe like a 12-teamer. Anthony Simons was great against the Wolves last time on Saturday. Dropped in, I think, 39 points. But remember, the three games prior to that, he played under 30 minutes. If there's a blowout, and blowout's going to happen a lot, he's going to see his minutes reduced. For the Timberwolves, Goose, Anthony Edwards, is still dealing with that knee problem. He's missed three straight games, and that is a concern. If you are looking for assists and steals, Jordan McLaughlin, he could be an option. And I'll tell you why, because Edwards might not play. Pat Beverly sat out last game with an ankle problem. I think Beverly will be fine, but he sat out. Malik Beasley headbutted Drew Eubanks. So maybe there's a suspension. We don't know that yet. So there could be three guards out of the rotation. So you could get 28 minutes of McLaughlin for assists and steals. Don't discount him. Well, Jared Vanderbilt Bar, with those absences, that means Jaden McDaniels pushes at the three more and Vanderbilt Bar's minutes can push up. He played, what, 37 minutes last game? That's great. On a healthy team, if he's playing 24, he's very, very hard to roster Vanderbilt with his limitations. But with these guys out, or with four of these guys currently under injury clouds, including the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, yeah, Vanderbilt Bar's minutes are going to push way back up. So that's the time where you've got you to utilize him. On a fully healthy team, he was trending down hard. Four rotation players potentially out, yeah, he's trends back up. That's just how this shit works, isn't it? Jazz Mavericks. Hey, talking about the Jazz, it's nothing interesting. Is Boyan Bogdanovich going to grab a rebound? Maybe, who knows? Is he going to shoot 70% or 30%? That appears like all he can do. Mike Conley will return. He's resting Sunday, so he'll be back in action. But Daniel House Jr. For those of you in 20-team leagues... Daniel House is playing well. He's shooting 50% from three as a member of the Jazz, which is probably going to come down. Not probably. Definitely going to come down. But he's got some value there. So just watching his role, I just hate talking about him. For the Mavericks, Dorian Finney-Smith playing really well at the moment. Some good numbers from Finney-Smith. Doncic missed last game, as did Kleber. I do expect at least Doncic to return. I'm not sure about Kleber. But Spencer Dinwiddie. Love what he's doing. Him and Brunson killed it against the Kings. Really big numbers. Dinwiddie played 36 in the start. And he just appears completely rejuvenated. And it's one of those case studies in like, whoa! I almost dropped some real rude swear words in. Um, It's almost like if you're in a locker room with a bunch of assholes that, or guys that are being assholes towards you, that it might impact your play. And that's very, look, that's impossible to know from the outside until that stuff starts to leak out. But when you look at the Wizards signing deal, and you go, all right, that's interesting. We'll see how it goes. But little do we know that they're going to freeze the bloke out completely. He's going to get all you know um, upset. That's nothing against him because that is completely normal behavior. And sort of retreat into himself, goes to Dallas. Everything opens up and changes completely. Very, very, very interesting to note that. To see how that has transitioned for him. Lakers and the Spurs. Malik Monk looks to be a 12-team league player. As long as they continue to start him and don't put um, the mole Avery Bradley back in there, then there's going to be value in Monk. And look, we've just got to talk about this fella. LeBron James. It's a fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Just dropped 50 plus against the Warriors yesterday. Um, He's rolling. Like, I know that there's been some injury worries with him. I am still worried about the knee, the groin, the ankle, whatever's going on. It was a good win for the Lakers, an unbelievable win for the Lakers yesterday. But just to acknowledge how good that performance was, was it was just phenomenal. And to do it at this age is is ridiculous, honestly. Like, he's been great. And a huge, huge surprise this year to be ranked as highly as he has in fantasy with that gigantic increase in his free throws. And you're really not being impacted at all by, you know, oh, LeBron will take a backseat and Westbrook will handle. And... Nah, this never happens. And yeah, I should have learned my lesson. I think I had LeBron at like 22 or 23. Um, and, yeah, that free throw percentage has obviously bumped him way up. For the Spurs, Lonald Walker. Hello! He was shithouse last game. True Lonnie Walker style. I wouldn't be bothered holding him because I've seen this story too many times. Can he play better? Sure. What I do want to watch, though, is Trey Jones, mainly from a dynasty perspective. I think Jones can actually develop into a better player than his brother Tyus and can be a starting point guard. Not on this team but in another team in the future. And you see the fact that he's pushing to 20 minutes a night at the moment, playing alongside Dejounte Murray for little bits of time, is intriguing for me for his development. Been impressed with what I've seen from him of late. I've also been impressed by BetOnline. Because with basketball heading towards the playoffs, or heading towards March Madness, BetOnline is your number one spot for all odds, totals, and player performance props. It's the best spot, in fact, for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has everything you need for hockey, UFC, and boxing as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at the next game. It's the Warriors and the Nuggets. And the Warriors have pulled the pin on this one. That is said, this is a rescheduled game and we don't care. We do not care Mike Tomlin style. They are um, just sitting a bunch of players. Steph's not playing. Wiggins isn't playing. Clay's not playing. It's the first half of back to back, so Clay wasn't going to play anyway. But they're just, they're just not going to play. Fine. There's no Draymond, there's no Wiseman, there's no Igadala. We don't know whether the Dr. Gary Payton's going to play as well. So there's big opportunities for lots of players. Number one of those is John Kaminga, who I imagine will get a start, play big minutes, and get good usage. And he is a player that can have 20 and 10. Might be inefficient, but there's real, real value in John Kaminga given this configuration. And maybe our man Moses Moody when you look at I don't think moozy Moozy I don't think Muzi Modi has missed a, a shot in the last three games there's a real chance for him to be a starter and to play 30 and to yeah, put up some numbers against the nuggets so I want to watch both of these rookies to see how they uh look but the nuggets it is a back to back for them let's watch boogie because last time he started for um, Jokic, he was great. But even prior to that, off the bench, at the 30% usage, which is, of course, insane. But he's putting up okay numbers. Enough to at least be considered a stream. I also want to watch Monty Morris. Can he do anything to get me excited? Because the last three games have been pretty bad. 23, 26, and 26 minutes in terms of playing time. Is he going to remain with that low playing time? Is you know, Who's going to get those extra minutes? Is it the big stiffy that gets the playing time? It's, I don't know, he is totally okay, Monty Morris, but I'd like a little bit more than okay to consider him like an absolute must-hold, must-hold sort of player. I don't know why I said must-hold twice, but a guy that I've got to hold through everything. I'm not sure he's that. Next one we look at is the Knicks and the Kings. Will Thomas Thibodeau decide that, yes, let's try, let's try Emmanuel quickly in a larger role? Lol. Almost definitely not. But what, let's see if we can get something. Like 26, 20, and 27 minutes the last three games for quickly is impressive. Or it's Im- Im- it's important. Can he get that regularly? Ugh, I don't know. Also, I want to watch Jericho Sims. I don't think Noel or Gibson are going to play a part in this. Simsy is getting rotation minutes. He is um, rebounding and blocking shots. And in deeper leagues, that matters. For the Kings... I think one of the most important things to watch on this entire slate of games is Dante DiVincenzo because he is establishing himself as that guard ahead of Holiday, ahead of Lamb, ahead of Mitchell. DiVincenzo played 34 minutes last game, 29 the game before that. Uh, He's not starting, but I think 30 minutes could become the norm for him and that makes him at least a 12-team interesting option. And then I want to watch Darren Fox. He's playing an absolute shit ton of minutes. He's played... 41, 36, 40, 41, 37, 39, and 40 minutes. They're not winning games, but he's playing a lot of minutes. He's racking up a lot of stats, the stats that we thought maybe he could do when we took him in the third round and then he completely pissed all over our hopes and dreams. But now that's coming true. Not winning games, but it's coming true. So let's see what he is able to do. Back-to-backs, it's only the Warriors who have the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. And I don't even know whether Gary Payton's going to play. But these guys, Kaminga, Moody, Looney, Payton, are available widely, and they have value. You could even throw in Toscano Anderson or Yeah, Jordan Poole, obviously, if he's available. But with all of those guys sitting on Monday, the Warriors back-to-back stream gained a lot more value. If we're just looking at Monday, we can stream in. Now, Otto Porter's not a good back-to-back stream because he's probably going to sit on Tuesday. But for Monday, we've got Kaminga and Porter and Looney is really good options. DiVincenzo, Trendon Watford and Drew Eubanks in Portland. PJ Tucker, Gary Bird, Kelly Linick, and Jaden McDaniels. Then deeper leagues, we count all those names, but we also add in Horton Tucker, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Juan Toscano Anderson, KJ Martin, CJ Alibi, Nazareth Reed, Dwayne Dedman, Joshy Christopher, and Nemanja Bielica. And for points leagues, Kaminga, Looney, Monk, Vanderbilt Bar, Burks, DiVincenzo, Porter, Eubanks, Bullock, and Trendon Watford, and that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app if you're here on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.